Oh, hello. Welcome, brave souls, to part two of happenstance Halloween, the podcast where we try to scare the crap out of each other and you. If you haven't listened to part one yet, do that first. Duh. Get out of here. And for those of you that remain, get ready for a spine-tingling tale. From all of us at Happenstance Pod, have a very spooky Halloween. Okay, <laughs> now I'm scared and it's getting dark. <laughs> I know, we have to start your story fast. We have to start my story so we can watch Big Brother. So my ghost story is from my ex-boyfriend's little sister's friend from college. Okay. I heard this when I think I was a senior and they were sophomores at our local college coffee shop that's theme was like Frankenstein. Okay. <laughs> so it was a spooky environment. We were all supposed to be studying for various things that we didn't want to study for. We're on our frappes. We're looking at the Frankenstein and we're just like talking, just gabbing. Okay. We're gabbing at the local coffee shop and not studying. And that's when I was told this story. And the girl who told me this story, I'm going to just say her real name is Alexis. She's probably like a 98 baby she talks with her hands. She's wearing the fake nails. Classic she Alexis. is kind of like assertive and matter of fact, but like very emphatic. Okay. Like she might be saying kind of crazy stuff, but you're like, I believe you. Do you know anything? Like, do you know her major or anything about her? I did at the time, but I don't remember anymore. Okay. I want to say it was something like sociology, but I can't okay. put my finger on it. So yeah, that's, that's Alexis's vibes. What, do you remember her hair color? She had long brown curly hair. Okay. She was white, but maybe like a little Italian. Okay. Maybe a little, maybe a little Italian, maybe it's a little Hispanic, like just a little. Yeah, 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 off-white. A little off-white, barely, and was like still rocking a side pony kind of energy. Nice, that's my kind of girl. Yeah, can-do attitude. And her story involves an antique bell from China. Okay. Um, sleeping. And it spans multiple years. Okay. And is she from Mississippi? She is from Alabama. I okay. think a bigger city in Alabama. And has kind of artsy parents. Okay. So our story begins in the local antique shop. Okay. In Alabama. And her parents are there. They're just looking for something to judge up the place. And their eyes just keep falling on this antique bell. And they're like, can you tell us anything about this? And the owner's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, people have bought that and then they just keep returning it. Scary alert. <laughs> and they're like, huh, but it's so fetching. It'll go nice with all our other. I'm picturing it like a kind of a copper or brass. And it'll go okay. nice. They, that's like their aesthetic. They like like the eclectic metal touches here and there. Yeah. So... They decide to buy it. The shopkeeper doesn't really say anything about it, but it's clearly like raising his eyebrows. They take it home and they put it in the hall. Okay. Um, That's a good ghost location. The hall. The yeah, hall. the hall. The hall's like, kind of scary. Yeah, I think any room that's on the board game Clue is a good ghost location. Right. The lounge, the study. I think the hall in a house too is like the other between designated spaces, which feels very It's a very liminal ghosty. space. Yeah. yeah. There's usually a grandfather clock. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if you're tucked in your room at night with the light on, you open the door and the hall's dark. Like the hall's yes, scary. Yes. The hall is scary. I was scared of the hall as a child. You could walk through the hall and see a ghostly face pressed to the front door. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about that. <laughs> 
So they put it uh, along with other knickknacks in the hall and they all go to bed. I am picturing like a grand house with maybe a butterfly staircase. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, how old do you think Alexis is in this moment? Um, She is 13. Okay. So the whole family goes to bed and then at precisely like 2.30 a.m., suddenly they hear an ungodly peal the bell is ringing off the hook scary and at first they don't even like they all wake up but they don't even register like what it could possibly be because like this bell is who's so thinking new about this bell who's like thinking that? about the freaking bell and right. they're like first they're like is it the phone is it an alarm it fire like, alarm yeah yeah and they get up in like kind of a panic but also like i don't know like the dad's definitely being like is it bobby again just messing around with who's his stupid bobby? toys alexis's brother bobby. okay <laughs> obviously <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot Bobby. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. And then they all get up and like the children are like peering down from the top of the banister. The parents, they start walking on the staircase. I like that it's downstairs at least. So it's like not right where by they're sleeping. Yeah. It's not That's by their, where they're sleeping, but it echoes through the Scary. whole house. It does kind of feel like you can get away though with like putting a haunted bell downstairs if your family sleeps upstairs. Like maybe that's not a big deal. Yeah. Like the ghost can chill in the kitchen. <laughs> and it's almost like a warning system. Like after the apocalypse when you have to put like cans on string. To see if anyone's like passing through. Yeah, exactly. You think the ghost would willingly work as like an alarm? Maybe We don't know the ghost. We don't know how the ghost Maybe work. the ghost. Yeah, maybe the ghost is loyal like that. I okay. mean, if the ghost has to go through the front door, then maybe it's like, gotta ring this bell. Can't resist. Can't resist. There is something about a bell where you just want to ring that damn thing. <sighs> that made me feel scared when you said that for some reason. But I think you're right. <laughs> If there's a bell, the universe will make sure it's rung. Yeah, it's like a bell shouldn't be ancient sitting. Yeah. Yeah. My grandma used to say this scary thing where she would be like, you have to exit the house through whatever door you'd most recently entered so that there'd be balance. Because she said if you left a door that no one had gone through recently, someone else would come through the door to like finish the pattern. And she said ghosts would come in the house if you leave through a door that you also didn't enter from the last time you came in. I don't even know what kind of logic that is, but it feels... Scary. <laughs> Ghost scary, world logic. Scary logic. Scary logic. I'll tell you, she told me that maybe once when I was 10 and I was like, remembering that one. <laughs> now I'm like, we never do that in this house. We're just going in and out of every door. But if you go in and out, it's okay. Okay. If you go out and in, it's okay. You don't want to just go out. Like if you go out the back door, walk around the front of the house and go in the front door... I feel like I've done that. Then something else is going to come in the back door is what she's positing. I feel like I've done that. I think everyone's done that, but it's you don't <laughs> think about it. But then when you someone says that. a scary maxim about it, you're like, oh, yeah. Also, though, it's less scary than if you go around the house and come in the front door, because then it's like, well, then the ghost should go in the back door and leave through the front door like a normal person. But you just can't bet on yeah, that. Well, yeah, it should balance out. Either thing. way. Yeah. yeah. Unless there's already so many ghosts in your house that you're just like, one ghost leaves, another one comes in. Who even cares? Who even it's cares? a revolving door of ghosts around here. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. Like a fun party. At that point, you'd have to be adjusted to it. And it would only be sustainable if they were, like, nice. Right. Or if they're all just, like, taking care of themselves, you know? They're yeah. All, they're minding their own. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're being, like, um, roommates in a boarding house or something. Yeah, and, like, maybe some of them act out, but they work it out amongst themselves and don't involve us. They have healthy communication. Yeah. that's. I hope <laughs> ghosts have healthy communication with one another. That's all we could ask for. Okay. We were podcasting in the backyard, but we had to move it inside after I accidentally invoked the ghost of that little girl from New Orleans because things just got too spooky out there. 
Yeah, I feel like the darkness came faster than it ever has previously. So naturally, we ran inside to our professional podcasting studio, and that's where we're coming back at you from. <laughs> coming to you live. We're not live. But, <laughs> but at this time, we were. Okay. I think you should just go back to like the families at the stairs or whatever. So the children are looking over the banister at the top of the stairs. Alexis and Bobby. Alexis and Bobby. Who, to my knowledge, you've completely happenstanced Bobby. Like, I don't know if Alexis has any siblings, so you might be right, but I can't say. Look, I just, I feel in my gut that every good ghost story needs a little girl and a little boy. I think Bobby's going to be like nine or ten, I want to say. Younger. Younger. And he's a little bit of a scamp. He's definitely always like playing with his action figures and loud toys too loud. So, of course. That's asking to be haunted. Yeah. If you're playing with action figures, the ghost is definitely going to inhabit the action figures. Yeah. Okay, but they're standing at the stairs. The bell's yes, ringing. The bell's ringing, and the parents are slowly creeping down to the bottom of the stairs. And they know it must be the bell, but how could it just be ringing by itself just like that? It's not moving. So I'm picturing it like, I guess I don't know what this bell looks like, but I was picturing it like it was on a stand and the bell is suspended between (gasps) it. So it's just, it's just like moving back and forth. Okay. So it's set up like the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Ready to ring (laughs) at any moment. Just like freedom. Just like free. I wish freedom was ringing more often. (laughs) That's what I say. But, but it's, it's fucking going back and forth. But then as soon as the adults feet like set foot on the ground floor it stops <gasps> and they're like okay that was weird go back to bed kids i think that's the only thing that the adults could say yes in this situation applause to the adults yeah and i think both of them they're artsy so they they're being like hmm it's the vibes of the bell or whatever but they're kind of into it and they're like "Ooh, wait say more about the vibes what do you mean <laughs> like you the bell's a vibe alarm Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're being like the bells responding to the energies of the house. I think or they something. think it's positive, or they're just intrigued and they're excited. They have, they're coming to it with curiosity. Yes, exactly. They're not closed off. And they're Good being for like, them. they're being like, "What a find!" <gasps> Those type of parents. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, shaking yeah, yeah. my fist. <laughs> Not in a ghost story. But the kids are too young for them to be like this openly. So like they're secretly to each they other. They send them to bed. Yeah. So they could be freaky. <laughs> yeah. With the bell. Yeah. And then they fuck right on the floor of the hall. Parents. <laughs> but Alexis didn't tell you that part probably because she doesn't know. She doesn't know about her. She respects their privacy. Yeah. That's healthy. We should all be more comfortable with our parents' sex lives. But also just we should be comfortable in our lack of knowledge of our parents' sex lives. Like we should. I'm most comfortable. Yeah. I love to live in that space of not knowing i'm literally holding my hat on my head these hats are just a travesty i guess witches aren't supposed to wear headphones no that's the whole thing is modernity it conflicts with like spookiness okay back to the ghost so the parents i have one more thing to say about witches and headphones okay they could just wear airpods they could but that wouldn't be very podcasterly of them no it wouldn't come on witches good note for i guess this is happening on halloween if you're gonna wear your witch's hat for a zoom call today put the airpods in that wasn't i want to cut that i hated my voice during that in myself (laughs) (laughs) i think it was a correct voice to talk about zoom calls you're right i think we have to go back to the freaking parents okay so the parents send the kids to the bed and they're they're intrigued by the supernatural happening is what you're supposing Yes, that's why. See, okay, you did tell me that this happens over the span of years, and yeah. clearly the bell stuck around for years. They didn't get rid of the bell, so that leads okay. me to believe they they liked it. They were a little bit into being haunted. Okay, so how many? Is so, there a time jump between your next? Yes, okay. I think this was on the night they got the bell, and I think nothing happens for like a while. 
like a few months okay to the point where they think maybe one of the kids did do it maybe it was a hoax maybe we like obsessed with ghosts being pranks (laughs) i think it's a great prank okay i think it would be an impressive prank but just how would you execute that well you know when people try to explain away ghosts and they just come up with like really stupid like it was a house settling or whatever type of thing that feels like a normal one to say but a prank to me implies like you're either there's a ghost or like jake paul from 2012 is in your house (laughs) and has rigged a series of strings i think maybe they thought like one of the kids ran downstairs rang the bell and then didn't want to get in trouble and then we're like it's totally just a ghost or they were just saying some shit they're just explaining it away to not engage with the supernatural exactly because because as we've discussed before having a supernatural thing happen is a responsibility because now you got to figure out what that ghost wants you have to send the ghost to heaven exactly now you have someone else's needs to be concerned about two kids and like jobs yeah i might have to push that back a couple months as well honestly earlier (laughs) i was like i would freaking handle it but it might get pushed back to like q4 it's probably on their to-do list but that makes sense like after like deep clean the rug yeah get exercise the bell yeah yeah being an adult sucks <laughs> <laughs> but so nothing happens for a few months but then one day it's kind of like the same situation it's the middle of the night maybe this time they have like people staying over so there's more what people it's the mom's sister and their young kids and all the kids okay. are like sleeping together in one of the kids bedrooms slumber, slumber party yeah. spooky talk yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah and maybe like they're even awake at like 2 a.m already Mm-hmm. and the bell starts going off mm. and then the parents maybe the the aunt and uncle they haven't seen this happen before and they immediately start blaming the kids they're like you kids definitely did this and disrupted all of us ringing the bell in the night while we got our eight hours exactly yeah people also respond to ghost stuff by being mad like that i feel yeah, like yeah, that yeah. makes sense especially if it interrupts your sleep and they what i don't know they might have big vacation plans the next mm-hmm. day they're visiting the family maybe the uncle maybe he's like a stick in the mud he didn't even want the cousins all sleeping together he knew they were gonna get up they're to gonna something. act up yeah and he was like nah this proves it yeah he doesn't wow. he wants everyone to have only medium levels of fun that kind of uncle yeah a medium fun only uncle right they were gonna go to a picnic in the park and play badminton and that's the limit that's the fun of the day but i do feel like that's the type of guy who holds it down like making you steak and eggs for breakfast the next day yeah like he wants you to rest up so you can go have sporty family fun and be well fed i think he comes through in his own way but at this moment at 2 a.m he's not the person you want he's around not who you want on ghost duty exactly but he will make you good eggs the next day okay well shout out to medium fun uncles <laughs> <laughs> but anyway he's, anyway he's even being- if halloween isn't their season no. They're more summer guys, mm-hmm. but shout out to them. They're, they're, they'll kill it on Memorial Day. Are yeah, you, they will. They will freaking kill yeah, it on will. that grill. <laughs> or like an RV trip to a national park. Oh, Come on, fun uncle. But yeah, not during a haunting. No. And this is a haunting. Okay, back to the, back to the haunting. <laughs> so he he's pissed, um, but then the parents are, or Alexis's parents. Artsy parents. Our, artsy parents are like, no, no, it's the bell again. It's the bell. Ooh, and you think they love they, it. They love That's it. being conveyed by the electricity in Jitsu's eyes. They immediately start making out with full tug. Right Ew! I don't like them being aroused by the bell. They used to have so much fun before the kids. And now it's like their lives have become just a shadow of the former self. But then the bell rings freedom. (laughs) (laughs) They think of freedom and they are young again. Okay. They switch the big hall light on and they look down and the bell is ringing by itself seemingly. We got proof this time. We got proof. And then eventually it does. It stops again. I do like that part of like real ghost stories because stuff does happen like and just eventually it stops. Yeah. And you don't know the rhyme or reason. You're like, it just rang and then it stopped. 
right. that's part of real ghost stories. And also, you I don't think you can really investigate until it stops because you're too scared to go near it. You can't it's touch it. Yeah. What if a ghost hand is like mm-hmm. ringing it and then you touch a ghost hand? Ew, I don't even want to touch a person's hand. Me neither. Not one ringing a bell. <laughs> <laughs> that person's already too emphatic. And what if it's clammy or something? Ew. Um, okay, so the bell just stops. This stops, and then the uncle's like, there's got to be an explanation for this. Maybe it's the tilt of the table. Maybe there's, like, air coming out of the vents or this something. This is medium fun uncle. Yeah, yeah, Okay, slay. <laughs> this is, okay, medium fun uncle's actually slaying this part, I think, <laughs> by being investigative. Right. No, he's he's covering all his bases. He, he needs stuff to be normal around him. Exactly. To enjoy his medium fun. I feel that. Because he's summer vibes, you know? And you need a baseline of normality in summer to have fun. Mm -hmm. You don't want a spooky summer. No! What do you think Medium Fun Uncle's job is? This is just a tangent, but out of curiosity. I think he works in, like, some kind of administrative department at, like, a medium-sized company. Maybe insurance. Okay, that feels pretty good. I think he's, like, an engineer, but, like, at a paper mill or something. Okay. And he, like, just checks on machines. And is worried about stuff like people getting their arm chopped off, but isn't worried about like most stuff. Okay. I think he wishes he was doing something more hands-on and maybe he used to, but now that he climbed up the ranks a little, he is in more of like a pencil pusher type position. Okay. I feel that for medium fun uncle. Yeah. Makes sense. That's why he's like doing well enough to buy like multiple bocce ball sets for family yeah. fun purposes but like when you buy multiple bocce ball sets you don't have much like adventure in your life you don't no. have much excitement and some people get really disappointed about that but he's leaning into it i think he's driving the family minivan and you he, need that and yeah and he wouldn't get a sports car like he's just not practical no because he loves family he likes crafting special moments because mm-hmm. you can have family fun on the bocce ball field of play but yeah. you need someone to be like, guys, we have to play bocce ball. Yeah. And then after you get over that initial hump of being like, bocce ball is so boring and lame. And you love it. Then and you, you love, love your family. Yeah. And as we discuss on this podcast all the time, love wins. <laughs> love beats ghosts. Love beats ghosts. Love beats being bored at a family gathering. Okay. So medium fun uncle investigates to no avail. Yes. And then they all kind of move on from it. Maybe the other family doesn't even really think about it until now and then when like on a call, Alexis and mom is like, the bell ring again. And they're like, ooh, we were there for one of the times the bell rang. And then they think about it like that. So it's just like a cousin mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. My story about the New Orleans doorknob is also a cousin mystery. One of the top (laughs) genres of mystery. Exactly. (laughs) Some light fun to talk about. And I I think you can talk about it with like all age groups too. A ghost, like a light ghost. A cousin mystery is family friendly. Yeah. Definitely. I think the bell so far hasn't like been that scary. No, it's just random. And there's like enough people around that like it isn't. You're not scary. scared. You can turn all the lights on. And it's downstairs. I think the downstairsness of it all mm-hmm. is really sort of neutering the bell in your story. Like, okay. Well. Yeah. Well. Oh God. Wait another maybe like two years, Alexis. That's a long time. Alexis is sixteen now. Fifteen. Maybe it's um rang like maybe once in between that, but like not much. Or like maybe sometimes it'll do like a feeble like little ding. They're just used to it, yes. is what you're saying. Like, the bell... It hasn't been acting up, like, yeah. crazy. They're just like, the freaking bell. Yeah. The old bell. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you have a ghost like that. Sometimes there's a ghost that just does, like, this one thing, and you're like, okay. I'm down with that. Yeah. I think that ghost seems normal and chill. And maybe there's no, like... They, maybe they're not getting, like, a malicious feeling, either. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, Alexis is, like, is 15. She and her brother are home alone parents are gone and bobby's like 
12 now yeah so they can be left alone but it is like maybe one of their first times being left like fully alone like this and they are a little bit like gotta brush our teeth and go to bed and they're being like that about it oh go to bed alone when you're 15 is still scary Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and it's just like a like an overnight trip or something like they're like her parents are going to a little like i'm just I guess I'm writing this arts thing. They're going to a little art art market or something. Like These a parents, couple times. You think over. Alexis's parents suck? I think if you're fifteen, you have to install at least a nineteen year old on the premises. Wow. I would not leave my fifteen year old alone. Really? I feel like fifteen is an acceptable age. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. That's where I stand. Okay, okay, that's fair. I need a camp counselor babysitter figure around Maybe, my child. Oh, I feel like the neighbor's like keeping an eye. And Alexis, you're just if you make it so your neighbors keeping an eye, you're literally asking for your child to have a hijinks filled weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it is ghosts or home alone esque home invaders, <laughs> that is not enough supervision, is what I say. Okay. And famously, you need someone who's able to drive so they can take you to the emergency room. Hmm, they're gonna call an Uber if it comes to that. They're in Alabama in nineteen or in like two thousand eight didn't have uber okay the neighbor the neighbor will handle that all right (laughs) all right anyway sorry alexis that you were neglected (laughs) in this version of your life so so they're going to bed and um then maybe it's only like maybe it's at like 11 30 or 11 45 or something that's a good like child time to be scared yeah the bell starts ringing and alexis is like Bobby, is that you? Because this is not funny. Everyone needs to leave Bobby alone. <laughs> and Bobby's like, oh my God, it's just a bell. Like, it's sometimes it happens. Bobby's real. Yeah. And then Alexis is like, I'm going to check it out this time. And she's never checked she it out. She is like that type. She's a go-getter. Yeah. yeah. She's never checked it out before because her parents have always done it. Bobby's like, you don't have to check it out. It's just, it's just going to stop. It'll just stop. And then she's like, if it doesn't stop in another five minutes, I'm going to go check it out. And they're just sitting there. And the bell's just ringing off the fucking hook. <sighs> like, it's ringing like they've never heard it before. A bell ringing for more than, like, tw- the 12 chimes of a clock is scary inherently. And they're, like, their hands are over their e- ears. And, like, they're, like, maybe we should call the neighbor. And Alexis is, like, no, I'm going to check it out. Alexis! Because she convinced her parents. She was, like, it's just one night. I can do this. Like, she she's trying to fight for her own, like, independence. independence. Yeah. Okay. She Yeah. She's, Very like, 15-year-old She's, I'm, I'm old enough. I can do this. And yeah. so she goes to the top of the stairs. And Bobby's, like, switch the light on. And she does. But then it flickers. Mm-mm. Okay. And they can see the bell and it's ringing. It's like, it's literally moving so hard that it feels like it's going to fall off the table. It's violently ringing. Yes. Okay. And they're kind of just like both kind of standing at the top of the stairs. And Bobby's like, don't do this. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go down the stairs. (sighs) And she starts walking. Everything in her is telling her to turn around, but she doesn't. And she steps like, like at the bottom of the stairs Mm -hmm. and it stops ringing again. But she's like, I'm going to go touch it. Not touching it. And she goes up and she touches the bell and it's burning hot. It's so hot that it literally burns her hand. Oh, my God. Because it was ringing so fast or just because of like evil energy? I think it could be both. Ah! Okay. And I, there's an antique mirror like right by the door. And Your she, parents love antique shit. Yeah. The number one way to get haunted. And you know what I personally love? A mirror by the door gotta have you gotta because you gotta check yourself before you leave the house exactly okay i'm on board so she turns and she looks in the antique mirror and she swears there's something shadowy moving behind her she spins around there's nothing there okay this part is featured in the real story oh my god 
Okay. And her hand is like is actually like a little burned. It's like when it's like red and burning, but it's not like go to the hospital level. So she just kind of like runs it under cold water and then she just can't sleep, obviously. Yeah. And then when her parents come, she doesn't tell them about it. <gasps> she doesn't trust her artsy parents. I wouldn't trust them either. Well, also You're painting she, them as just some flakes. And she doesn't want it to seem like she couldn't handle her. The bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a, a horrible situation bell. in which to grow up that you like have to handle, quote, the ghost bell. <laughs> yeah. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Poor Alexis. Okay. And then after that. I think maybe there's like a couple other times that it rings, but it doesn't ever ring that hard. But also Alexis, like she finds herself like avoiding being home at night, like alone like that. Mm. Cause she feels like that's why it happened. And I think oh. that's kind of like the end of it. Like I think, I think after like the kids leave the house, it just kind of stops ringing. That's a good ending for like a real ghost story. Yeah. That's how this, ha- that's how this shit goes. It just kind of fizzles. Well, yeah, especially because I do think, like, kids bring out ghost energy more. they're closer, to the veil's thinner. Yeah. I, I think that's real. And and now that she, after Bobby especially, like, he becomes, like, you know, 17, 18, like, a man or whatever. Right. And then they both, like, leave for college and. It's just over. Yeah. Do the parents still have the bell to this day? Alexis is now, like, 26. I think they had it for a while and then they they decided to downsize i was gonna say that too they moved and then they, just they got moved. rid of it in the move right they got rid of it in the move but like tried not to be like well we have to get rid of the freaking ghost bell like they're trying to be casual about it like they've both become more like actually chill in their old age and so they're less like artsily hanging on to yeah. the idea of the bell and they also like, they, we need to get rid of it they also know that they should have gotten rid of it like after the first time it probably because it made their kids weird yeah yeah but you know you live and learn <laughs> you live and you learn okay that's a good i like that as the moral to a ghost story is just you live and you learn <laughs> that's super relaxed that's like a grace and frankie episode kind of vibe but that's nice. my stance on alexis's bell story okay pretty good pretty good except this story starts with alexis in utero <gasps> isn't that so scary when she started the ghost story i do still remember this viscerally i was like okay alexis but then it started with her in utero and i was like i'm scared as hell oh my god um before i dive in i do also want to say this is really exciting because i did hear this ghost story but it's probably been like literally seven years so this is technically you did a happenstance on kind of my happenstance of a memory wow which feels really powerful if you have a way of contacting alexis i would love to do that alexis come on the pod come on the pod babe maybe Mm -hmm. we'll connect alexis i might hit you up i thought you were cool (laughs) i'll say that i was supposed to come to your parents house with the improv troupe that one time after the improv convention but then we all got sick and i didn't come and i regret that we don't have to include that but that's finally some apologies on the pod yeah anyway here's the story of alexis and the chinese bell Alexis's parents, the artsy parents, got married because they were already pregnant with her. Classic. But but it was in like a sexy way where they were like 30 and they were in love. Okay. And okay, then they okay. got pregnant and they were like, let's do it. <sighs> like they're like that. Okay. I think they have a sexy life. Then they were too happy being in like a beloved surprise pregnancy situation. So naturally a ghost thing had to happen to them. I do think that's <laughs> part of balance in the universe is if you're just too happy and sexy, something scary has to happen to you and your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Hate it hate it but it's how i think it goes but maybe you're better equipped to handle the scary thing 
because of love once yeah. again love makes you strong anyway so alexis's sexy married parents for their honeymoon they go to china okay. and they're in a market in china actually when they find the old bell whoa yes but and it was already old it was already old and it was made of like um that's so funny i started on the word it was made of like china <laughs> <laughs> like it was like okay. a white bell with the blue okay i was picturing it metal this whole time no it was a china bell from china uh-huh. and they get it in the box and it's like old i don't have details on the market but it's so fragile it can't fly back on the plane in the bag so the entire flight back to america alexis's mom holds the bell in a box against her pregnant stomach no! yeah where alexis is <laughs> <laughs> That's her house. That's her house. That's where she lives. So for like a 20-hour flight, the bell's just pressed up to Alexis in utero. And then Alexis is born. And naturally, they put the bell in Alexis's nursery. And as early as Alexis can remember, she just has a little Chinese girlfriend who <gasps> only she only sees her in her room. But for mo- like the beginning of Alexis's life, she thought everyone just had a little Chinese girlfriend. Like a regular imaginary friend. That hangs out with you in your room. And she was such an emphatic girl. She was like, literally, my memories start and I remember her just hanging out with me. And they would just like play together? Yeah. And the girl didn't really talk, but they kind of had like a silent thing. She was a little girl. She was like six. So when Alexis was born and when Alexis started having early memories, the little girl was older than her. Wait, do you know how she was like dressed or anything? No, I have no idea. I don't remember that. Okay. I can't give you details. And I think if I speculate on what like an ancient Chinese girl's wearing, <laughs> it'll be like fucked up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess that, well, that's what I was asking is like, was she ancient? I don't know how ancient, but she's like, she's not modern. Okay. 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 But the main point, little Chinese girl. Yeah. That Alexis just has always been chilling with since she has memories. So she's probably like so progressive actually. A little. <laughs> <laughs> I do think her high school boyfriend was Asian. Okay. Just Whatever that means. That's what the bell did when it was pressed against her. It made her woke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, it was like, you love Asians. (laughs) You love Asian people. (laughs) (laughs) More people should have a bell like that in their lives. Okay, so anyway, Alexis, as long as she can remember, there's this little girl in her room. When they're very little, they would play. And Alexis, like, isn't afraid of her. She thought it was normal. But then the little girl keeps coming at night as Alexis gets older. And eventually Alexis becomes older than the girl. And the little girl wants to play. And Alexis is, like, trying to text. Or Alexis is, like, trying to go to sleep. Wait, at what point was she, like, this girl's a ghost or something? I think she was, like, she realized it when she was, like, nine or something like that. And then it quickly, like, she hid it from other people. Like, she wanted the little girl to go away. Because she realized it made her, like, weird. Yeah. And then eventually it switched to where she was kind of, like, over the little girl. But she was never, like oh my god i'm being haunted by a little girl No, she wasn't scared of her because they grew up together right which is a weird scenario as she gets older she's like in middle school now she doesn't play with the girl as much she knows the girl's still in the bell they're just not connecting she feels like a babysitter okay and the little girl becomes more emphatic sometimes she'll wake up in the night and the little girl will be sitting on her chest what and she said though even then she wasn't scared of her she was like lynn get off i'm making up that she named her lynn she did have a name for the little girl and i can't remember what it was oh my god so sometimes she would literally wake up from a weight on her chest and it would be the little girl just looking at her and sometimes she would like play with the little girl in like a babysitter way that was like i'm doing this for you which i think is kind of sweet and sad then alexis is like 14 and she goes to her friend's house for their birthday and her friend lives with her grandma 
And when your friend lives with your grandma, you can always get up to hijinks at your friend's house. That's <laughs> kind of how that situation works. Mm-hmm. Is the grandma's like not plugged in. Yeah, yeah, It's like Tom and Jerry when the grandma's just making a pie and then the And then you can the hit each other with hammers yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's the situation. And naturally, they're going to do a Ouija board. They go in like, I don't know why I remember this detail. They go in her like screened in porch to do the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. which is very alabama core yeah but also feels like maybe then you're not inviting it in directly into your home maybe that's good okay i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 they can chill and have like an iced tea and they're like inviting the ghost to reorient itself outside that's how i feel about like if i invite someone over but like i take them straight to the backyard you know and like I don't, don't just be just, in my house yeah don't be in my house yeah i agree but that's not always like a mean thing no <laughs> sometimes it's just your backyard type friends Okay, so Alexis and her friends, they're doing the Ouija board, and they ask if anything's there, and they wait a long time, and then Alexis feels her hand go to Y, like, yes, Mm -hmm. something's here, Mm -hmm. and it takes a long time, and everyone's bored, and it's, like, mostly Alexis's hand, so Alexis's friends are like, Alexis, you're a drama queen, Yeah. there's not anything else here, and then nothing else happens, they ask follow-up questions, so they're like, Alexis, you're a drama queen, and you couldn't even do enough improv (laughs) to have follow-up answers, (laughs) and she's kind of like whatever guys but that makes it a real ouija board experience because i do think most of the time it's it should be boring yeah ideally yeah ideally you don't want anything scary happening well i feel like if something too obviously scary happens then i would think it was sorry to say this again a prank like i would you love pranks i just would think somebody's moving the the thing see i'm i won't do a ouija board like Mm -hmm. i'll leave if a ouija board's being done and i won't allow one to be done in the place where i live that's because i have this friend's catholic mom from when i was a child but me and her daughter did bloody mary in their bathroom and her mom caught us and was like you do not invite spirits into this house and i was so scared of that ever after you have multiple stories of just people warning you against inviting spirits that's what the south is about i guess i've never done a ouija board either I know a bunch of people who try to get me to do Ouija boards. Because people are desperate for just any drama in their life. They are. And I'm like, not Ouija board drama. Okay, now we're off topic. Whatever. So they do the Ouija board. Alexis gets a yes. Nothing else happens. It fizzles. But then later, Alexis goes to the bathroom by herself, is washing her hands, and all of a sudden she feels cold. And behind her is like a dark shape that, same as in your ghost story, she just knows not to look at. And then she passes out in the bathroom <gasps> and hits her head on the sink. So she has like a, she has a scar. This girl has a forehead scar. And whether this is true, I don't know, but it feels good to have the corroboration. Okay. But if I had a scar, I could invent an entire ghost story around it. She invented happenstancing. And if that's the case, hats <laughs> we off should to Alexis. Be paying her royalties. Which yeah. hats off. But anyway, so Alexis Ben passes out from the scary thing. She goes home and is still like in and out of consciousness kind of vibes mm-hmm. and then falls asleep. Until she gasps awake because she feels like she's being crushed by a weight on her chest. And she's like, this isn't the girl. (gasps) Like, she knows whatever it is is cold and heavy and not the little girl. Oh, my God. And so, even though the thing's on her chest, she refuses to open her eyes. She won't look at it. So, she spends the whole night, like, squinching her eyes shut. Holy shit. And she said it was, like, the most terror she's ever felt. I feel terror just It's scary. She's never felt like anything like that. So she's squinching her eyes like this. And then she calls out the name of the little girl. For the first time, the little girl speaks. (gasps) And it's English. And she hears the girl say like, Alexis, you have to wake up. And then she wakes up and it's daytime. And there's nothing in her room that indicates any sort of evil presence. And she goes downstairs and cries and tells the artsy parents the whole thing. Yeah. 
and they think she went to the sleepover and is experimenting with drugs. <laughs> so Alexis is getting no help. They think she's experimenting wait, with wait, drugs. Wait, wait, had she ever told them about the, the little girl before? I don't remember that detail, and I wish I did. Okay. I don't remember. But whatever it is, at this, she was at a certain age where I feel like even if she told the parents, maybe they're like, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. until you're like 14 and you go to a sleepover and pass out and then you're acting like strung out yeah that's gonna make your parents switch on you <laughs> so she can't sleep the whole weekend she keeps looking progressively worse her parents are like alexis what are you talking about they make her go to school they make her like behave regularly but every night she goes home and she can't sleep because she's she like terrified the- to sleep because it'll come back yeah and she stays awake at night in her bed and she's like 14 and she's so scared and she keeps calling to the little girl and hears nothing. And normally she can call the little girl and the little girl comes. And this like goes on for as days. If there's like a battle happening. Yes. Or yes, exactly. A metaphysical battle is happening oh like for God. Alexis's soul. Should she try sleeping in another room or something? I think the thing is the bells housed in her room, but the like the spirit, the evil spirit it's not bound by right because she saw it in the bathroom yes and she starts to like she goes without sleeping for like four days which at that point that's like in the government like psych experiments on soldiers yeah where you're sleep deprived and you start to see shit so then it becomes that line of like mm-hmm. did she take three benadryl or that's is like ghost? every good ghost movie also has that I you think. have to because you have to think like am i crazy yeah so she's like that at school and it goes on for days to like literally she can't tell if she's crazy or not and she starts seeing like the dark shape at the edge of her vision when she's awake and she like thinks it's going to consume her. That's like the word she had for it. She feels like she's going to be consumed. So then at one point she falls asleep in school and feels like the evil presence again and starts like shaking in class and someone wakes her up and everyone's like scared of her. Everyone's like, Alexis, what's going on with you? That's also a classic ghost movie is like this strung out looking teen who's clearly being haunted. And everyone's like, Alexis, what's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think it is a thing where just around puberty, everyone starts fainting. That was at least mm-hmm. my high school experience. And it's just like, are you anorexic? Yeah, exactly. Are you anorexic? Are your hormones weird? Mm-hmm. Like, are, sometimes you just want attention. Yeah, teen girls be fainting, yeah. you know? So I feel like she probably didn't, that didn't help her cause. But anyway, so she faints, she looks like shit, and they make her go see the guidance counselor slash school nurse. I can't remember which one it is. Okay. But whichever one it is, goes and sees Alexis. And instead of being like, are you okay? She acts like she knows what's up with her. What? Like she goes to the guidance counselor and the guidance counselor is like, you haven't been sleeping. And the guidance counselor is like, I can see it on you. Like I can see that something is coming for you. Oh my God. Which is crazy. And then Alexis is like. But thank God. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, thank God. That's what guidance counselors are there for. All guidance counselors should be trained in. In In anti-ghost. Right. Yeah. First line of defense. Social services. Maybe they are. You know, I've never needed one for that reason, but maybe they'd come Maybe they are. I hope they are. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's like they can check you for bruises and also first for haunting, for psychic, for psychic damage. bruises. Yeah. yeah, it should be like that. So anyway, this woman is like reads Alexis up and down and is like, "You're being haunted," and she tells Alexis that she needs to go to sleep. So I think that's interesting because Alexis's perception was that the lady knew she was haunted, but also just anyone who like is a nurse would be like, "Go to sleep, go to girl." Freaking sleep. Yeah. So I think that's where for me I'm like. I'm dubious. Mm-hmm. But go to sleep. Good, Good advice. advice. No, you're never going to be wrong if you just tell someone to go to sleep. Yeah. So then Alexis, though, is like taking it super serious. She saw the thing at school. She goes home, 
and tries to go to sleep but she's like super scared and then she calls out to the girl one last time yeah and like how the girl said alexis wake up it's like a weak voice but she's like alexis you have to go to sleep and then alexis did and she woke up and she never experienced like the darkness thing again but also the little girl never came back huh and sometimes she still misses her that was the tag so she knows for a fact it was because of the bell she yeah i mean i would associate a little chinese girl coming from the chinese bell would you not i would too but it's like did she ever try moving the bell like did she ever well i think that the bell made her susceptible to like spirits like if you get if the door's cracked kind of situation yeah and then the ouija board brought in a different a bad bad one. one yeah yes and then i feel like she presented it like the bell girl saved her from the bad one yes but then potentially sacrificed herself yeah and I feel like I fizzled on the end in my telling of it. But when Alexis told me this, I was like wiping away tears for the little bell girl. Like I was like, justice for little bell girl. Well, maybe it's also, I mean, this is also sad, but like maybe the little bell girl realized that that Alexis was in danger ultimately because of her. Because if she keep getting visitations <gasps> from one ghost. The door's open. The door's open. Oh maybe she had to let her go for her own good. Wow wow oh and then the little bell girl was just like alone in the bell or maybe this was her like good act to like finish her unfinished business and then she moved on to the other place to heaven i have goosebumps but also i think it's funny that you think like a little girl ghost has to like do an act of goodness to be released or maybe it just like was resolution like whatever happened to her like she, she saved another person and now it's like hopefully she got to go to the good place i yeah. agree I'm rooting for Bell Girl to be okay. In a good place. I feel like the parents come off pretty shitty in this one too. No, I'm telling you, artsy parents are flopping. <laughs> <laughs> when that's the core description you take away from someone's parents is artsy, I do think there's some room to be concerned. Hate to say it, right? I guess parents shouldn't have. They shouldn't have a vibe like that. I feel like parents should be like, oh, this person is a great parent, and they make pottery, right? Not like. This person makes pottery and they have a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. those are the two sides like of artsy like parenting. A, like a did you know situation. Like Yes. Yeah. Trivia. Yeah. Do you know she's not just a mom? <laughs> she's an artist. Yeah. But if you're like an artist and then you're like, did you know she's a mom? You got to make sure that kid's not getting haunted. Mm-hmm. Among other things. <sighs> Can women have it all? No. But there's an artsy dad to blame in the situation as well. Definitely. They're classically straight married and they let their kid be haunted by various spirits. Alexis's parents come on the pod. <laughs> also, it's pretty ridiculous to put a fragile China bell in your kid's nursery. Maybe the room was themed like China. <laughs> yeah, that's a great theme for a child's for bedroom. For a child's bedroom. Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know them. But yeah, so that's what actually happened to Alexis. I do think she would have benefited from having a spunky brother. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like mine was more... I don't know if it's a family affair. Yeah, a family affair. Yeah, yeah. She was alienated in the real one. Mm-hmm. And yours is actually, I think I was playing it like safe with how much actual ghost interaction there was, but yours. She had a whole full ghost relationship. Right. That's what like shocked me when I was told this is because normally you're getting like, like in yours, there was like a ghost glanced off him in the woods. Yeah. But part of why I actually did believe her is she sold so hard that she just thought it was normal. For her and this girl to hang out in her room. And then she realizes it was a ghost. That's another thing where, like, it's really hard to know that your kid has a ghost in their bedroom. Because so many people do have, like, imaginary friends or whatever. Kids just talk. They just talk. They just just say whatever. And I do think 
like we've said many times, kids are susceptible and they don't think things are weird that are. I would believe my kid, I think. When okay. I grew up, it was reversed in my house where my mom was like plugged into the ghost community and I wasn't. In my first house, I can remember, we had this room that was like a bonus room that was painted green. It was called the green room, naturally. Mm-hmm. And we just literally weren't allowed to go in there. Like my mom locked the door because she thought it had like bad spirit vibes. Did she ever go in there? Sometimes we stored, this is a fun family detail. My dad um, in analog times was a quote collector. You ever heard of one of those? A what? A quote collector where he would write down quotes that he heard that slapped on pieces of paper and then kept them in various like shoe boxes in filing folders. And at least in like 2000, maybe just 2000, he still had these like built up since like the early 90s. That's very cute. And so we had a closet and that was where my dad's quote collection lived. But the quote collection was exiled to the haunted room that no one was allowed to go in. <laughs> Some Gibson family texture for you. The quote collection was cool. From what I remember, you could just like draw a slip and it had a quote on it. You'd be like, hmm, something to think about. Maybe your, your mom thought it would like heal the room. Just having, just having something so wholesome as a, as a shoebox quote collection in there. The, the ghost would learn the error of their ways. Yeah. yeah. And be like, I'm not, I don't need to be a ghost in this room anymore. Or like, yeah, just the pure um, silly dad energy. Earnest. Even. It was. Yeah. Would, I don't know. It was cleansing. But like we just stage. lived in a house like a regular amount of time, like till we moved from my dad's job again. And we just weren't allowed to go in that room. Well, it's nice that you had other rooms as options. I agree. Privileged. And also, once again, learning from the best. My mom had good ghost boundaries. Yeah. Nothing weird ever happened to me because she was like, I detect a psychic flaw in this room. And then it was like, kids, you're just not allowed to go in there. And I bet if you did go in there and saw, saw something, I bet she'd believe you. Yeah, I think my mom would. And be mad, but still. But still. Yeah, she'd be like, don't get haunted. I told you not to get haunted. Right. But I didn't. But it's crazy that you listened to her, too. Because I think like some kids would be curious and do it anyway. It was locked. Mm. did you ever have the urge to like i would like go in there sometimes like with her or whatever like briefly but not but you didn't feel anything i think i'm spiritually dense okay like partially by choice but like i think like if anything ghostly is coming at me it's kind of just bouncing off my skull has alexis like ever seen any other ghosts since then not to my knowledge but i don't know i wonder if she's still i actually feel like no I feel like she was, like, told that story like it was, like, the girl was gone and her, like, connection to the spirit world was cut off. But, like, it had to be for her to be okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That also feels very, like, puberty kind of to me. That's when the veil closes. Yeah. And not sleeping for four days is a good, like, crescendo to yeah to the end of that. Totally. That is a very scary story. It was so scary. But I feel like there's something to the fact that, like, your guys' ghost stories in Mexico, Alexis's is a Chinese bell, that there is some sort of, like, xenophilia element to ghost stories a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, it's like the othering of... Exactly. It's like the unknown, and then you add a little cultural unknown layer on top of it. Right. Which I think is just... I don't know what I think about that, but it's interesting. I feel like we're... I feel like we're, most people are naturally skeptical to ghost stories, but then once you're like, but it was in Mexico, then you're like, oh. I don't know what happens in there. I, I don't have What's no idea. What's happening in Mexico? Ghost stuff? That's real. I think I'm from Mississippi. It kind of has that lore too. Like we have um this place in Mississippi called the Devil's Crossing, which mm. is in the Delta and it's these four roads intersect at night and it's supposed to be the roads from that song about the devil came down. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> the devil came down to Georgia. He He got there. 
in the okay. Mississippi Devil's Crossing. That's where he started his journey or whatever. Aww. But they say if you go to that place at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you can like see spirits. Like it's like a hellmouth sort of thing. But I think Mississippi gets othered in that one. Yeah. Even for people who are living in Mississippi, you're like, oh, that's possible here because it's Mississippi. This is the same with like New Orleans too. Yeah. Yeah. And New Orleans is interesting because there's like all the cross cultural, like it's such a melting pot of different. Totally. I also think there is something where like if you're like the ghosts are drawn to like injustice, dark energy, anywhere that was in the Confederacy seems like a good bet. Well, in New Jersey, we have like um, haunted Revolutionary War battlefields and stuff. Makes sense. But you just never hear a ghost story where someone's like at a Target. Mm-hmm. in say los angeles you're yeah. never hearing a ghost story about that yeah there's not ghosts of the glendale gallery there's no normie ghost stories usually have some sort of thing on top of them that makes them like more than every day maybe it's just that the mundane like makes us blind to ghosts like maybe we're literally so clogged up just based on being in the fluorescent lighting of in Target. the 5g yeah Looking at our phone, checking Instagram. Like, we literally can't even see it because it's just so mundane. But, you know, I I just remembered part of my conversation with Leo because he was saying, like, in the middle of nowhere in Mexico maybe is where ghosts should be because of, like, technology and whatever. And I was like, well, if I was in Los Angeles at, like, 4 a.m. and I saw, like, a weird crying girl or whatever, I'd just be like, well, that's another day in the city. Sucks for her. Like, I would never think that it could be a ghost. Like, maybe Mm. we're seeing ghosts all the time. And we just don't know. It's a populous city. Yeah. I feel like it's like a thing where like, like, do you ever go to Target and look at the prices and the items and be like, damn, we're in late capitalism. This, this sucks. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I kind of feel like if you're like a ghost from another era, you might feel that like times 800 and then mm-hmm. it kind of just extinguishes your will to haunt. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm just going to pass on because this is not Depressed for me. ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Like ghosts don't want to see people shop for like fake plants. Right. Yeah. Under fluorescent lighting. And it does make sense that ghosts would like go on our version of like a retreat or whatever, like to the middle of nowhere to just find themselves again. Do some mm. real, real haunting. Do some real haunting. Away from it all. They're trying to get back to the the haunting of old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're putting our phones in our drawers all for all the whole weekend. Everyone's trying to be present, even the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Somewhere that you can just do that. That makes sense. Yeah, just the ennui of the now. It's hard to get out of. I do feel like in yours, like going camping to me is kind of asking for it in a ghost way. Because I think once you're in nature, you're also by default in super nature. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that it happened while he was, like, coming back to society. Mm. Like, you have to get through the, the like, test, kind of, to and make it, it to the bus and stop. And it almost does feel like, like, that's also, like, a liminal space, kind of. Like, the space between the woods and the village. Totally. Good place for her to hang out. Good place if you're going to kidnap a child to yeah. go. Yeah. Excellent. Dark. <laughs> spot. Dark. So, I guess to kind of start wrapping up, um, what would you rate... on a sort of imdb rotten tomatoes scale what would you rate your happenstance on alexis's ghost story i think my happenstance on alexis's story could be like the first act of like one of the conjuring movies or something like i don't think it would be enough to be like a whole movie but it could definitely be like and that's what makes it real the warm-up yeah yeah and i I think i could give it a four i think it could be pretty creepy out of five yeah okay i'm on board I think these artsy parents have a lot to answer for in yours. <laughs> like, I'm, I want to unpack that. Bobby. 
there's some real this whole kid bobby yeah whoa yeah yeah and i think like i think i like i don't know at the beginning they're just pretend like they're just like living with it but then it does escalate and i think sometimes like that's the same thing with alexis's real story like she was living with it until like it reached a point where she couldn't just live with it anymore right yeah she someone had to take action and it was the little ghost girl yes the yeah. hero of course of course she was she because was a hero. remember it all started out with her looking out for alexis because she was older at the beginning and then imagine alexis like turned her back on her to go to sleep and then that little girl like saved alexis from like ghost turmoil oh, that imagine how you'd feel heart-wrenching it's heart-wrenching what would you give your version of leo's story i think my story I think the real story was scarier, but I'm going to give mine a five because it was also sexy and feminist. Yeah. <laughs> like the Barbie movie. And I think, I do think your story is a better one to tell on a first date. Yeah, because it implies like he's a virile man that a ghost is responding to. <laughs> yeah. And a good feminist in either ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, because his real story just made me scared and creeped out. But maybe, maybe I would have been super into him had he told me the other one if he had a semi-sexual encounter with la llorona yeah i would be like la llorona kills everyone else but just tries to seduce this one because he's a good feminist Mm -hmm. that's a positive tale to tell on the first date with a woman i think all right leo if you're listening maybe next time some edits switch it up a little (laughs) did you have a favorite part of my retelling of yours i I was just really struck by the image of la llorona standing on like this plinth like like concrete looking Mm -hmm. a little sexy maybe like the strap of her bra like hanging down her arm you don't realize how many times i've watched the lana del rey ride music video (laughs) which is basically just that but i will say whenever i pulled the mexican superhighway out of my ass i felt good about that no that was good and i think i again that's a compelling setting thank you you should maybe we should edit it out so you can save it for your novel (laughs) (laughs) i think that i'm still stealing it from eat pray love lady the ultimate white woman i can't just be sucking off that tea you know that's embarrassing (laughs) but you're building on it maybe you're right maybe you can also steal first from some writers of color as well and make it more of like a universal tale yeah maybe so i'll think about it i'll think about it my favorite part of yours was just that alexis has a brother because that's (laughs) so like a girl can just have a brother. That's not out of pocket to say. No. But for me not to... I think she was an only child. Okay. But I mean, I'm not even sure on that. I feel like that makes sense from the story that you told. Because I feel like a sibling would have been involved at some point. Yeah. I think it was an only child, too. I also think, like, a nursery... She would have been cycled out of that room if there was another one. And some other kid would have, like, been hanging out with yeah. Lynn. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, shout out to Bobby. Sorry he's not real. How, how do you think we did? Did you learn anything? I really did learn that real life ghosts are way scarier than movie ghosts. Like, I had several chills run down my spine. I got scared, too. Like, even retelling Leo's story, I was scared the first time. I was scared the second time. I think it's just the effect of a real person you're talking to telling you a scary, like, ghost story. You're like, this is real. Yeah. And I think the fizzle out is literally key. I know we've said this multiple times, Mm -hmm. but I think you need to leave it open-ended. Well, that's kind of why I feel like horror movies mostly don't have good endings. Yeah, because they either try to make like a big shebang out of things and then you're like, that was embarrassing. That was corny. Or it's like unresolved and you're like, why did I pay however much money and sit through that for like an hour and a half? Right. But in like a 10 minute real life like combo, if it ends with the unknown, that just makes it scarier. But I think Alexis's actually wraps up pretty decently i thought it did too 
And once again, did that happen to Alexis? Or is Alexis a woman who is just really in control of her own narrative? It could be either. It could be both. That's how I feel about Alexis. But I'm pro her from this story. Me too. I have only respect for her in my memory. I hope she's doing well. Do you have any hopes for Leo? I hope he just keeps at it, you know? Keeps at dating? Just, or keeps yeah, at just keep sharing his story? him, going out there. Okay. You know? Keep going on all these emoji-fueled adventures. I think that's a net positive to feel about him. Yeah. I'm just imagining now the experience of, like, living through a ghost story like that and then selecting what emojis to put in your dating profile bio. And, like, that's crazy. That's one life, you know? He should have used the ghost emoji. I don't think he did. One more personal question for Leo through you. Do you know what he set out to get from that, like, four-day Mexican excursion? Or, like, what was his goals? I think he just does stuff like that. As an adventurer. Yeah. Do you ultimately see yourself dating an adventurer? I don't know. I think my idea of adventure is just different from that. Like, I think I could date an event- adventurer who is more in line with, like, what I would want to do like in an what? adventure. Well, I feel like if he was like, I want to go on a riverboat cruise down the Nile or something. You want to do Disney's yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle Boat Cruise with him? Sure. Or, or not, well, I mean, not some off-brand, just in the woods type shit. Exactly. Me too, honestly. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. I only want to go on commercialized adventures. And then if an adventure, a true adventure finds me, I might follow it. And I still don't know who this quote unquote friend was to him, really. Kara. I have so many questions about Kara. Yeah. Kara, if you're somehow listening to this, you're who actually needs to come on the yeah, pod. Yeah, I want to hear your side of things. I want to hear her side of things, too. Mm-hmm. Is that where we leave this? I think we do. Kara, come on the pod. Kara, everyone... We've everyone mentioned. we've mentioned and you know if you're a medium fun uncle come you can on come pod. on the pod too ghost excluded sorry no ghosts no ghosts happy halloween happy halloween